Listener Production. Hello, welcome again to Willow Talk. Adam Peacock and Brad Haddon again. Captain is away, trying to captain Australia to wins over South Africa, which is fair enough. Felicia Hilly, she'll be back soon. But Hads, how are things, mate? Mate, it's been good. Uh, test series is done and dusted. We've all got over that. We've debriefed everything there. Now let's get into the, the one days. And plenty of awards to give away. This is our mm. Willow Talks Test Summer Awards. Uh, we're going to look ahead to the one day series as well against the West Indies, which I reckon has taken on a bit of extra meaning after what happened at the Gabba. Uh, discuss England's dramatic win in the first test against India and what to expect coming up. Basball, the live hats. How good. Well, that was as good as... Um, <laughs> win as you'll ever, ever see in Test cricket. And that's hard to say. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. I feel sick in the stomach. Go have a wash. Well played, England. <laughs> well played, England. And Travis Head is coming up later. We'll hear from Trav out of the Test summer, looking ahead to the one day as, as well. Big thanks, as always, to everyone who has followed us on social media. Find us by searching Willow Talk Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, the videos are firing away on there. We put clips up of the show, post polls to get your say. And it's also the best way to get in touch. Slide into our DMs like Courtney has, who sent us a message last week after the Big Bash final saying, someone check on Mr. Magenta. How's Bradley going to say the Sixers were robbed out of that one? Well played, Heat. <laughs> Sorry, Rob, well did what happened? Well played. <laughs> Who? Played. Who played well? You know what? Move on. We don't need to talk about that. I still haven't got over it. I was rocking. I've got my magenta pen. <laughs> He's got a magenta. It's a pink highlighter. I reckon it's a magenta highlighter. Yeah. He, he kind of works well out. Well played, Pete. Yeah, outplayed the sixes. The game didn't need it. No one wanted to see that. There's 43,000 people there in magenta. You were the only person there in your heat jersey. Well played, Heat. <laughs> Thank you, Courtney, for that wonderful message. Outstanding. Now, so as we sit here, uh, the... Australia Cricket Awards have been run and won and announced and all of that, and we can go back to the, the show earlier in the week and have a look at uh, who actually won those awards yep. and if we were right about them. But we're recording this before those awards, so that's why we're not going to go into great detail about it because we've got our own awards, Hads. That's, mm. you know I mean, <laughs> you know, yep. the AB medal's important, the Belinda Clark medal's important. There's nothing like the time-honoured first annual Willow Talk Awards that we're going to have. So, well, well, this is the one the player's really looking to. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have to sit there in their yeah. suit and yeah. pretend to smile when the camera's on and put their drink under the table when they've had too much and the camera's mm. on. So we'll get to the bottom of who really was the best player in the Australian cricket team. What I think we should give our uh, winners as well is one of your 87,000 trucker hats that you have. You yeah. come in with a new one every week. So. We'll keep sending them in, um, viewers. They've become quite popular, actually. A, a lot's lobbying on my doorstep. So thank you. What have I've, I got on today? I've only, yeah, you've got allied beef on today. Oh, I've yeah. only got the one, and you should see the inside of this thing. Oh, <laughs> be a lot of hair sticking to it, actually. Yeah, it's the <laughs> it's the colour <laughs> the colour of a creek that can't get into the ocean. <laughs> the inside of this. Hat, Keep man. sending your truckers yeah. in. We'll put them on the show. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, so these are from the test summer. Yep. And we'll have Hads's winner and the fans' winner for the following awards. And we're going to start with this, the Shark Tank Award for Best Pitch of the Summer. I love the double meanings that producer Sam have come up with this. So it's the best deck of the summer, but it's the Shark Tank Pitch. Get it? Yeah. Anyway, nominees, MCG, SCG, Adelaide Oval. What was your best, Hats? Uh, mine was, I'll tell you what. 
<laughs> don't say GABA because <laughs> we didn't have it in the stream. Mate, GABA is always the, yeah, yeah, one of yeah. the best wickets in, in the world. Oh, actually, gonna, before you go, yeah. just a special mention for the, the crew at the GABA for the field yeah. on that last day because yeah. you opened the curtains and you said, this is biblical. Yeah. Like animals are lining up in pairs outside the, <laughs> the hotel, but they got on on time. Anyway, carry on. Well, the, the GABA's always been now for that. You, you get um, – it used to be a tough place to go as a young Shield player because – it, the night before, it would be pouring down. The senior players would twist your arm and say, oh, we're a day off tomorrow. Then <laughs> you'd open the curtains with closed eyes. You'd think, oh, no. And it used to drain inside half an hour. So it's a real trap for young mm. players to gather. But best deck of the summer out of those three I mentioned for the Shark Tank Award for best pitch. My, my two favourites, the MCG, I've liked how they've turned around. I remember mm. a couple of years back, they got a poor rating and, and – that there was a couple of poor ratings in in consecutive test years where if you get another one, you're going to lose the the MCG test match. So we didn't want you to lose Boxing Day. So that's probably the most complete pitch. Yep. SCG, I like that it went back to a dry, slow turner, the old characteristic. Mm. So for me, I'm going to say the SCG. God, you're boss. The reason why <laughs> is it, it didn't have the carry or that of the Gabra or the uh. MCG. It went a little bit closer to what the um, SCG used to look like, a slow turner. Well, the fans disagree. MCG with 51%. Adelaide Oval with second was with 28% and SCG third with 21%. So <laughs> you're against the fans there, Hads, but thank you for all these votes. Now, the next Shawshank Redemption Award for Breakout Player of the Summer. <laughs> Again, double meaning, breakout, yep. etc. Nominees, there are only two. Amir Jamal and Shamar Joseph. Now, Jamal was great. I loved watching him play, especially yep. what he did at the MCG. Which way are you going with this one, though? Easy one. Yeah. Jamar Joseph. And the fan winner, 91% of the vote. I think it's heavily weighted with recency bias there. Yeah. But uh, it's hard to go past that that young man who we look forward to watching over the next decade. Well, the, the other thing about him, he, he got fired from Naboo. He, he bowled his team to victory. Mm. That, and that didn't happen in the Pakistan series. But he also won the Australian crowd over. Yeah. And we know how hostile the crowd can be. When when he got the uh, award for player of the series, whoever was left at the Gabba cheered. Yeah. So that was an easy one. Yeah, and, and with the Windies as well, like growing up in the 80s as we both did, yeah. they were always Australian, even when they were pumping us in test matches, yeah. there was always like a, they're our second team, if you know what I mean, because they're so entertaining to watch. They're, they're entertainers. They, yeah. they used to come out, they got the swagger, You've had the chewy, no helmet. Um, he used to hook from low to high. Um, Richie hit it for six. Mm. How good? How good? We've got to get Viv on the show, producer Sam. I'll leave you with that one. And Richie. <laughs> big, oh, Richie Richardson. Richie Richardson. You used to, remember, he used to yeah. had the big floppy go hook from low to high. Didn't try to hit it down. He used to try to hit everything for six. One of my favourite memories of the SCG one day going was turning around. It was against the Windies. You turn around, you look to the left, and there was this bloke. With, <laughs> he made it out of paper mache or something like that. It would have covered four seats. The big, <laughs> the big sombrero. Must have borrowed it from the roosters. <laughs> Massive hat. Now, the Barbenheimer Award for Best Double Act through the year. We obviously had Barbie and Oppenheimer on at the movies. I only saw one of them. Which one do you reckon I saw? Barbie. No, Oppenheimer. Love my history. Barbie. What are you going to watch that? Take your kids. I had to sit through Barbie. Yeah. Well, I don't know what happened after 15 oh, minutes. I fell asleep. My wife took the kids to see that one. <laughs> I sat through Barbie. I didn't take the kids to Oppenheimer, let me tell you. 
That wouldn't have gone down too well. Anyway, uh, the nominees for the Barbenheimer Award for the Best Double Act, Nathan Lyon and Steve Smith for moving uh, to second on the list of the most prolific boulder-fielder combinations, Mitch Stark and Josh Hazelwood for taking 450 test wickets in matches they played together in. Incredible stat. Dave Warner and his missing baggy greens for finally being reunited. (laughs) So they're the three voting awards. What's the best double act there? For me, it's Hazelwood and Stark. That's an incredible stat. Well, the the double act around Warner's baggy greens an interesting one because we only know David Warner's side of the story. Mm. There's someone else's that I think we need to know. I don't think we've got to the bottom of that. But the truth is lingering in the air somewhere. Somewhere, it's, it's whether but or not someone wants to put it. I, I think I'm Hazelwood and Stark there. Four hundred and fifty yeah. wickets as a combination. It's, that's world class. Yes. So you are in agreement with our fans. Stark and Hazelwood, 50%. Lyon and Smith, 30%. And Warner and, question mark, 20%. (laughs) (laughs) Wingardium Leviosa Award for Best Spell of the Summer. Now, I'm told, because I haven't read or watched Harry Harry Potter, Potter. that this is something to do with Harry Potter. So there you go. Don't hate me for it. Nominees. Too late. Spell of the Summer. Hazelwood, three for zip in one over against Pakistan at the SCG. Hazelwood, four for two in five overs against the Windies at Adelaide Oval. Shamar Joseph, seven for 68 in those 12 overs against Australia at the Gabba. Well, Joseph's spell, that was under duress. He yeah. had a bad toe. Starkey blew his toe off. He bowled 12 overs straight. It's hard to go past that as a fan favourite, but I'm going to. I'm going to go Hazelwood, three for none. Yeah. That won the test match for Australia. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's the other one. Well, unfortunately, Joseph gets the 73% in your eyes. Against you, the fan winner is the uh, Shamaja. Again, maybe recency bias, but uh, Joshy's two spells were fantastic. Um, but Joseph got it just on that toe as well. Watching it, I thought, as soon as it happened, I went, oh, my God. It's not only blown his yep. It's literally blown his off. It's yep. detached. Yep. It's going to be somewhere out in the gabba there. It's blown through his shoe. Yep. It's it's the end of it. Did you know straight away, there's, oh, my goodness, he is in all sorts of bother here? Well, the, when, the, when we had a close look at it, it had split. So with the force of the ball, and, and Stark was bowling, he was very quick for the whole test match. He held his pace, actually. He was a bit angry, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah I, like, edge, an, I like an angry Stark. It's yeah. good. It, it looked like it could have split. We, we were trying to look where's the bone come through the toe oh. because – he couldn't walk off. No. He, he straight away signalled he, he wasn't going to stay there to, to bat at all. But then we got the report later that night it wasn't broken. And you think, geez, that's a bit of a carry-on. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt, but it didn't break. <laughs> He's kicked his toe, obviously. But he woke up the next day and he couldn't move the thing. So something's happened. It was obviously a, just a really bad cork. cork well, toe it's obviously like painful, mate. Mitchell Stark hitting you <sighs> there. It was not out. He could have batted on, actually. Lucky it didn't cost him. Oh, because um, it was no ball, wasn't it? Yeah. It was plum, but it was yeah. a no ball. So um, have you like, – give us a story of – I love these old stories of incidents like that where someone's <laughs> like literally had their foot blown off by a ball. Have you seen oh, I've that? I've had that, that done to me. Oh, yeah? And I fell flat in my face. <laughs> <laughs> who who did it to you? Oh, I tell you what happened. We're, we're, <laughs> we're playing South Australia one day years and years back. Stephen and Mark Ward were, were come back in the team, and, and they had uh, dinner the night before with yeah. uh, their brother Dean, who yeah. who was playing grey cricket with Sean Tate, and Sean Tate was debuting. They said, "Mate, watch out! <laughs> yeah. This kid's different, quick." And they go, "Really?" Yeah. And I was down to come in at six. Yeah. Anyway, Stephen goes, oh, bowled him out, 
Just going at three, and he's gone wide, 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 Tadian, blue, Caddo stumps out. So I've gone in, stay sharp, stay sharp. I've got my bat up. Yeah. He's hit me straight on the toe. I've, <laughs> I fell on my face, <laughs> and my bat slid halfway up to <laughs> the wicket. And, and as I'm, like, trying not to show the pain, I've looked up, the umpire's given me out. I had to walk past him, pick my bat up, then try to walk off and not limp. <laughs> So yeah. What did Stephen say when you got back? Mate, lucky didn't lucky didn't have to bat at three. I was saying. Did he, you pass him? Was mate, he coming I, out at four? I wasn't looking at anyone. I was just trying. <laughs> I, I knew I had about sixty five minutes on the short side at Adelaide to get off and yeah. check if my toe was still in my boot. <laughs> the other one was a funny one. Remember the test match we got rolled at Cape Town for forty. Everyone remembers <laughs> yeah, that. But we won the next test. It, it yep. was Paddy Cummins's first test match. Hmm. And I was batting with Mitchell Johnson at the end. He was end up, I think, 40-odd not out, Mitch. And <laughs> Mitch was running and he, got, and he said, oh, something's happened to my toe. And he thought his toe had come out of his shoe. But what had happened, he'd pulled the tendon at the bottom of his shoe, uh, his, his toe, <laughs> and his toe just was flopping. And the physio comes on and he said, oh, I'm about to take him off. Yeah. He's going to take him off. And I said, where are you going? <laughs> he goes, what do you mean? I said, don't take his shoe off. Yeah. Mate, what a test match to win. Just stay out. He he goes, oh, I can't run. I said, don't worry. Well, you'll be right. I got out next ball. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Paddy's seen his home. But Mitch, I think he had six months out of the game. He did all the tendons under his foot. And he, he said, oh, I think my toe's gone through my shoe. And I'm looking down saying, mate, your shoe's intact. What are you worried about? And in the end, it was a pretty serious injury. But what was it from? Dale Stone? No, nah, he just went to turn and, and he must have put his foot right. I mean, oh, so it wasn't from a ball? No, nah, his tendon just snapped. Oh, man. So, but, yeah, Tatey <laughs> one was pretty embarrassing. God. And then you knew that Sean Tate was different. Had a bit of heat. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, it hurt. <laughs> the pain, I sort of lost because I hit my, my helmet, hit the turf, <laughs> and my bat was two metres away. I pray to God, if there's a if there's a lord, if there's a lord up there somewhere, if there's vision of this There'll or be vision. photos of it. I think I can find it, actually. <laughs> I might even have a photo of it. Oh, you beauty. It's up on the wall next to your Dale Stone Ford defensive oh, shot. Yeah. That's a perfect Ford defense. Yeah, well, that's a beautiful shot. It's just stumps. stumps went everywhere. <laughs> Cartwheeling everywhere. Anyway, back to the awards. Mm. So that was the best spell of the summer. Shamar Joseph with his blown off toe. 73% of the vote. Golden Shovel Award for best dig of the summer. Nominees. David Warner, 164 against Pakistan in Perth. Travis Head, 119 against the Windies in Adelaide. And Steve Smith, 91 not out against the Windies in Brisbane. Which way are you going there? I thought Travis Head's knock was outstanding. Um, the 100 he got in front of his home crowd at Adelaide. His high score previous to that was 41 the first test of summer in Perth. I'm going to go David Warner yeah. for, for a number of reasons. 164. But what that did also, it one took all the talk away of him not playing the test match and and getting the swan song in Sydney. And it just allowed the, the summer to, to flow on. If he didn't get runs there, there would have been a lot of talk. So that 164 under mm. pressure, um, I'm going to go David Warner. Yeah, I'd, as well. I'd like all that talk, all that build up. Does he deserve to say goodbye to the SCG? Yep. Obviously, Mitch Johnson had his opinion and there was all that build up to that and then to come out and do what he did. It's, it's pretty impressive, but our fans don't agree. They put him in third position on 28%. Steve Smith, 29%. Travis Head gets it. A lot of South Australians voting, I'm feeling. Travis' family's definitely voting. <laughs> Travis' voting. Yeah. All the crew from QuickBooks well, think, Online as well, they're all voting, yeah. the whole company. Anyway. Mate, I reckon Trav gets half of those votes from his personality. <laughs> Everyone goes, you know what? 
Yeah. Trav Heads can make test cricket. <laughs> I think I can too. <laughs> now, the Willow Talk MVP of the test summer. Nominees, Mitch Marsh, 380 runs at 54 and two wickets. Josh Hazelwood, 25 wickets at 14. Paddy Cummins, 24 wickets at 17 plus a 50 as well. This is a tight race. I reckon this is pretty tight. Which way are you going? Well, I had Paddy going into the last test match. Mm. I, I know he, he got a... He got his highest score in, in test cricket. Yep. Uh, he got 60, batted outstanding. Hazelwood, mm. I, I thought he was outstanding with the ball. He didn't get any wickets in Melbourne where Paddy got 10. I, I thought he could have easily got the wickets then. The way he came from, from Sydney and from there, mm. I'm going to go Hazelwood. He just missed out in the eyes of the fans. Shit. Seconds, 38% Josh Hazelwood. Mitch Marsh at 22%. Paddy got it with 40% of the vote. So who'd you go? Close. I would have had Paddy, just the way he carried himself through the uh, the summer and, and bowled. It was just elite. So good to watch. And maybe a bit of residual from that World Cup final and the job he did in that one as well, which shouldn't count, but it's kind of in the back of your mind. And no doubt all the uh, all the, the people who um, say to Pat every time there's some kind of failure about Australian cricket, go woke, go broke, <laughs> which is interesting way of looking <laughs> at things given what's happened in the last 12 months. It's uh, quite humorous. Anyway. Well, I think we're going to have to get amongst the fans more. I, I need to get yeah. a feel from them. We, yeah, we get need out to, of your little yeah. media area up there and just go and talk to people. When well, you're I, I do. I get around. Yeah, okay. Uh, but I, I think we might need a good old-fashioned Mad Monday with our fans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a Willow Talk live event at a pub. Yeah, exactly right. Phones off. 100%. Uh, I've Do got not a bring your awards. phones. Before we move on, mm-hmm. and we'll have a little look at the One Day series, I've got a couple of awards. I don't have names for them. I'm not as clever of, as producer Sam. Yeah. Who was the Triple M best, the on-the-road MVP of the Triple M cricket call team? You you sound like you have a lot of fun. Mate, we have, we have a good... Good crew. Who's your MVP? Your best tourist. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go a non-cricketer. Yep. Dan Ganane is a night captain. Night captain? Yep. Loves the day-nighters, does he? No. No? What? He loves all test cricket. Yeah. We just don't know where he's at night. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Well, how can you give him MVP if you don't know what he's up to? Because when he comes the next day, he doesn't start his shift if it's a, a normal test match, the, yeah. the shift just before lunch. Okay. So he can't do the first three shifts. <laughs> right so, so he's enjoying himself. I think he's having an absolute ball. So <laughs> the night captain. <laughs> who else is best company though? Oh, we've got a good crew. Who leads? Like who books? Who kind of – you've got to have an organiser. About all these things when you're yeah, on the road. Ferg's a good organiser. Okay, Ferg. Yeah. Okay. Taylor's, Taylor's good with the pubs. Yep. He, he, he knows where all the drinking holes are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we we have some good organisers for dip. Lord Beefy, yes, yeah, he hosted a couple of uh, his farewell dinner and a, a barbecue at his daughter's place in in Melbourne. Yep, he he put on a good display. So, mate, the the whole crew, I, I could tell you stories about all of them actually. Okay, fair enough. What about best syrup barn as a best mm. pub? We tried most. Yeah, we they, I'm, we're really. I can give you some good insight into this. <laughs> But it would have had to be our rap party after Sydney. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Where was that at? Everyone was there. You should have been there. Sam was there. I, I would have been divorced if I went there, but uh, I've just been away for a week up in Brisbane. Well. I the, literally arrived two hours before you had your first drink. And we, if we, I went there, it would have been the end and seeing my kids every second weekend. So no thanks. 
Oh, I wish I'd seen mine every second weekend <laughs> after that because it was a long day the next day. Fair enough. Well, it was at Mark Taylor's watering hole. He's got his own little shrine up there. Mark Taylor mm. sits in the same sea. He's got his name, name above the pub. It. You're allowed yeah. to. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to. The, okay. the Bayview yeah. in Gladesville. Okay. Rod, Rod and yep. his team there put on a good show. It's the second year in a row yep. that we got there. I'll try and mark so, it in the diary for next year then. Yeah, but if you're going to mark it in the diary, mm. you're going to have to be really careful what you mark in the next day. Don't do anything. Do it slowly. <laughs> Fair enough. i tell you who was not bad. Yeah. It was his debut on Triple M. Yeah. His producer, Sam. Producer Sam. Yeah. Okay. He, he was very, very good. Yes. Uh, Excellent. Taylor got up to sing. We've got footage of that. Mark Taylor got up to sing a song. Fru, one of the tech guys, got up and played guitar. Yep. Um, How's Tubby go on the, the vocals? He's uh, another guest we uh, need to get on. We'll like well, to I thought they were strangling a cat because I had my back to it. <laughs> I wasn't sure what it was, but then it was uh, M. Taylor nailing it. There you go. Let's get into the one-day series preview. Three-match series starting on Friday in Melbourne. Speaking of hangovers, how hard do they go at the uh, at the Australian Cricket Awards from over, overnight? And then they've got to play a one-dayer on the, the Friday. Anyway, uh, they play mm-hmm. the one-dayer at the MCG. Then Sydney on Sunday, Canberra on Tuesday. All games, 2.30 local time. Old-school day-night cricket. The one-dayers, it's all on Fox Cricket, streamed on Triple M as well. So first hit out as world champions. Do they have a little badge on there? Maybe they should. I'm looking forward to this series. And the Mm. reason I'm looking forward to the series are the names that aren't there. Mm. Stark, Hazelwood, Camo. Don't you like them? Well, no, we we need opportunities for for the other players to play with those guys not around. I'm looking forward to see Lance Morris play. Will Sutherland's got an, an opportunity as well. Sean Abbott's back there. He's been in and around the team. But I like to see these guys play when the main plays aren't around. There's there's no David Warner there. Yep. Also, Mitch Marsh is he's also having a break. So it gives opportunity for players to stand up. And players deal with pressure differently. Some guys can really handle it. Other guys thrive on it and, and absolutely love it. Some don't love it. But like someone like... Aaron Hardy. He's coming into the team. He'll get an opportunity to, to bat up in the top four or fives. Like, see how they go with, without all the number one plays around. So I, I think it's a great opportunity for this summer for some people to stand up. You'd imagine as well the MCG in a day-night one-dayer that they give Fraser McGurk and Sutherland a go. Is there, is there anything more than what the crew down there at Bay 13 or whatever it is these days love more than a Victorian performing in a one-dayer for Australia? Well, imagine Jake Fraser McGurk. Yeah. Going off, like batting for sixty balls, he could be a hundred, and or doing his Cirque du Soleil <laughs> trick on the on the on boundary. boundary. Well, he's, yeah, he's an athletic as anyone in the field. He, he's mm. a he's a Maxwell clone. The the way he plays, mm. he, he likes. He's only got one gear, and, and that's a hundred percent into the fire. So, imagine if he goes off at at the top of the order, and and the way Bait Thirteen reacts. Yep. Also got Matty Short there. Yep. Matty Short's been there and there around the Australian squad. Hasn't been able to get a game because David Warner and, and, and the likes have been there. There's Mitch Marsh. So he's got an opportunity in as good as form as he's ever, ever been in his life yep. to play for Australia. So it, it's great opportunities. How far do the selectors look ahead? So we've got the Champions Trophy next year, which is yep. an important one, um, in Pakistan. Do they have an ideal 11 in their head or is this pretty much first crack at impressing that puts you way up the pecking order when the big guns yep. all come yep. back. This is the first opportunity to plan. They're, they're, they're planning now for the Champions Trophy in the next World Cup, and, and these are the players that, that are identify that are going to be around for the next mm. few years. So yeah, it, great opportunity. You've got Marnus um, still in there, Steve Smith, 
I like that he's back captaining. He, he'll enjoy that as well. So it's a great opportunity for for him. Adam Zampers there. We haven't seen him for for a while. Travis Head. His one day form has has been outstanding in the the last twelve months. So yeah, it, it's a a start of the planning process for the big events. You had seventy four one day teammates. And I can't claim that. Again, producer Sam has come out. I don't know how the freaking hell you he find does out not sleep. Like, like seriously, how do you find out how many teammates a player has? But he's done it. He's done it. And he's listed a couple of names here. And if you've got a standout kind of story about any of them, because you played with a lot of these guys, we know about all the big big names, yep. like household names. But I mean, sorry, Victoria, but Ian Harvey for the rest of the country is not a yeah, He's a name. freak. He's the freak, of course, because of Brett Dory, Brett G's, Shane Harwood and the like. Yeah. Have you got any stories about these guys? Mate, Shane Harwood, I used to have some great battles with, mm-hmm. with the ball. He, he was um, quite confrontational. Stuart Clark and I had some really good goes at Harwood, but he was a good bloke, actually, when we uh, played with him. Yeah. But <laughs> is that a letdown? Yeah, a sometimes. Bit. Yeah, it was. <laughs> when you um, find you're actually a good Brett bloke. Brett Dory was an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Like, He's taller than Cameron Green. Yeah. And I remember him bowling the nets and just thinking, this guy is an absolute genius. Mm. Then he came in the game and his pace dropped a lot to what he bowled in the nets. What, but, nerves or just- oh, maybe the occasion. But And Brett G's was a funny one. I, I remember on the tour he went on, we, we had the likes of, I think Brett was there, Mitch Johnson, um, Ryan Harris, these guys who were hard and fit, fast bowlers and, and got to get in their ice bath. And Brett Cheese goes, I'm not taking my shirt off with these blokes. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, they were great athletes. But he, he used to bring a lot of humour to uh, the squad, Brett Cheese, when he was there for a short um, period of time. There you, go. there you go. We'll get some more stories over the one day, uh, the course of the, the white ball stuff <laughs> over the next couple of weeks with uh, Bradley. But we're going to take a little bit of a spell. and back in a moment with Trav Head. Triple M's Summer of Cricket, an exclusive interview with Travis Head for QuickBooks Online. Hit your business goals for six and save 29 hours of admin a month. Search QuickBooks Online today. Trav, was it a weird feeling losing the test, retaining the trophy, but being involved in one of the greatest moments in recent test history? Uh, yeah, it was a disappointing week. Um, having been in the position a few times in different series where we've retained trophies and, and not won test matches, but... Um, yeah, a, a tough, tough week to take, obviously, personally and as a team. Um, we want to finish the summer well. Obviously, there's plenty riding on it in terms of World Test Championship points, etc. So, um, yeah, disappointing to, to rock up to a game of cricket. But we felt like we'd done a hell of a lot of work to, to be in a position to win it and uh, not is uh, always disappointing. Shamar Joseph, now we've talked about him a bit on Willow Talk this week, as you can imagine. Were you one of the ones to put your hand up to drive him to the airport so he could go home and not be involved in the one-day series? That was some bowling performance. Yeah, unbelievable. I think a few a few boys I may mention uh, how good their medical staff was after the night before for his um, to be hit on the big toe the way he was and um, for him to, to leave the field and uh, the room is obviously wait, uh, waking up and getting to the ground and not bringing his kit and, um, and then getting up for it and then performing the way he did was um, unbelievable. But, um, yeah, not seeing him the one day, but I'm sure we'll see him at, uh, at some point uh, in the near future um, for the West Indies again and, and for a very long time. What makes him so difficult to face? Uh, I just think the way you've got a bowl in Australia and, and how ruthless he is around that length and, and um, how hard he puts in, charges in, he, he bowled it. Um, even under duress in the last day, he still all that mid 140s at a high length with a good bounce and it that, that feels quicker than what it is. And um, yeah, he's always challenging the top of the stump. So um, 
and he didn't leave that every time he bowled. So they talked about that coming over here. They, they were open about that leaving him, how they wanted to be disciplined around their lengths. They wanted to bowl and not leaving that. But also you've got to put the, the effort in. And you've got to have ball speed on it, especially in Australia. So um, he was able to tick all those boxes. Now, let's briefly acknowledge the elephant in the room, your return in the test match. Uh, given your recent test form at the Gabba, there's talk, the Gabba for the Olympics, it's going to be like just raised, like sent to the ground and rebuilt. Are you keen on that idea given your recent record up there with the, with the, the Willow? Yeah, mixed emotions. I, don't know. I, was, I, I got off to a good start for a bit there and then the last, uh, the last two or three hits have been a bit lean, so... Um, yeah, first innings was just one of those things. Um, you sort of had to laugh at it, but yeah, pretty disappointing in the second. Um, not much you can do, is it? So um, yeah, you can you can bat as much as you want, and you can um, look at how you're feeling, etc. Um, coming off of a hundred the week before, it feels like I'm in good touch, and then you face two balls for the week. One, you feel unlucky, and, and two, I just wasn't good enough. So um, yeah, I'll we'll just hopefully in the one days I'll prepare well tomorrow and um, see what the AB medals tonight and. Um, but uh, get a training tomorrow and then and prepare well and then try to make up for it in one day. doesn't matter if you're playing under 13 reps or at the highest level of cricket. I, I can't imagine there's a there's a worse feeling. But what what's the contemplation like, not only from yourself, but your coaches and your teammates and, and who breaks the ice about talking to you after you've experienced obvious disappointment like that? Uh, I broke the ice pretty quickly. When you face two balls in the test match, um, there's not much really you can go by. I walked upstairs and asked the... Uh, Ask our analysts just to piece together all my batting from the week and send it through to me on email. So that sort of broke the ice pretty quickly with the boys. Um, look, yeah, honestly, there's not much. I, yeah, I just try and blank as a as a as a player, and you go, you, you yeah, you continue to try and work on the things you can, but you can't really break it down and work out if you're in form or out of form or um, mm. things. Yeah, you just like again, it's I guess a twenty ball duck or or batting twenty or thirty balls horrifically, and you can sort of break that down. But to walk out and I guess be a bit unlucky in one sense, and then and then just not have a good enough defence the second time around. Just making sure that I start well, and yeah, I feel like I better well in Adelaide. So um, trying to put my mind back to that and try and blank the week and turn it on this week, hopefully. The beauty of cricket, mate. The beauty of cricket. After the match, though, it looked to be pretty. Oh, certainly looked to be a better scene than what was happening after the Ashes or what wasn't happening after the Ashes. The two sides got together and some stories shared and friendships kind of built upon as well between the two sides. Yeah, it's always nice, obviously, to um, yeah share a bit of time after the game with, with the opposition. And um, I guess a few of them guys are extremely young that haven't played, won a lot of first-class cricket or test cricket. So for them to obviously pick the brains of someone like Wizzy who or who's been unbelievable or Camo and um, I think they just yeah relish that chance and it's something that I haven't really experienced much with that team so I had a bit of work with, with um, obviously Kyle Hooper over the strikers times and the feedback obviously that he's got I've got from him is how keen they are to work yeah how excited they are around test cricket and how much they want to get better and obviously they yeah they had some amazing performances this week but also on the flip side of that they yeah were willing enough to yeah come in the sheds and try to understand a little bit of knowledge and talk about the game, which yeah just reflects where they're at as a as a team and where they want to get better. And, and it's always nice to share a share a beer or a coke after the game and yeah, have a chat. Yeah, how did um, alcohol mix with Shamar Joseph's obvious uh, high threshold of painkillers coursing through his veins? Or oh, he he stuck to <laughs> lemonades, did he? <laughs> hey, he wasn't there for long. I think he snuck. There's obviously some footage of him. He snuck a shirt from from Pat and and, and vice versa, but um. Yeah, he was pretty keen. He's hobbling around, so I think he's, he was one of the early ones to get back to the, the other side and, uh, and just look after himself. And 
but yeah, like I said, there's a, there's a lot of young guys in that room from, from the West Indies that were, were pretty keen to to knock into a bit of, a, especially the bowling group, um, chat to what's a, a pretty good bowling attack. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's good to see. It's the way it should be. Mate, it's a week of celebration. Of course, we're recording this before the uh, Australia Cricket Awards, but people are listening to it after, so we'll, we'll park that. But understand on Tuesday night, if I'm not mistaken, you guys had a bit of a get-together to finally you know, take in what happened at the, the World Cup. And I'm reading somewhere that there were like championship rings handed out or, or something like that, or is, or is uh, that just fake news in the news? I haven't got mine on. I've literally, I've literally left up in my room. No, there was. So, yeah, it was a great chance, obviously, us all being in Melbourne to, to celebrate the one, the World Test Championship, but also the World Cup. And, um, yeah, obviously it's, it's something that a lot of sports do around the world is have something to represent the, the World Cup and, yeah, we were lucky enough that James Street Gold from Adelaide, who I have a nice relationship with off the back of the World Cup and, and just chatting about something that we could do. We've, uh, yeah, we got some rings um, done, which um, I'm sure everyone will wear um, today, be medal as well. So, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a nice little piece that means you've got a couple of bits of memorabilia from that, from that achievement and they've come up a treat. The boys absolutely loved it, which is it's the number one thing. But, um, yeah, James and Derek did, a, did an unbelievable job to get them sorted and so did CA and... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice little piece piece to have. So you you're the rings to go to, were you? You you came up with this uh, concept, and was it was it a lovely night? And everyone told some good stories. Yeah, so um, it was me and Zamps, the original from the night. So a couple of hours after the World Cup, we were sitting there and and, and and brought up the idea. And Zamps was the one that sort of ran with it while I was in India still. And then once I got home, and we linked back up again. Um, yeah, I always knew James and. You know, Adelaide was, was, was probably the guy that was going to do an unbelievable job for us, and um, which he did. And so, yeah, Zamps and I worked together with a few other guys and um, come up with a design. And, yeah, and then we had the night, like, the night the other night where we were able to celebrate that as one, as a group, and sort of all get presented them and a few folks chatted. And, yeah, it was just a nice moment to all be together. And like I said, it's something in 10, 20 years that we can all look back on all wear together. And, um, yeah, something that's pretty special. How good. Fantastic. Uh, one day series starting this Friday, vice captain with Steve Smith as the captain, but first time without David Warner. So you're going to be walking out with Matt Short at the start of the innings or Mitch Marsh, or is it all a big secret? Big secret at the minute. Um, I'm still acting the way I spoke to Dan Vittori a little bit, obviously. Um, yeah, this morning there's uh, there's a lot going on with AB, so I'll be training in the morning tomorrow and preparing for the game. So, um, But, yeah, I think more will come out. I think everyone's... There's a few guys flying in and out. Obviously, there's a, a, a few <laughs> different faces that we've got in the team. So, but yeah, a team without Davey for a few more days um, before the T20 kick in and he's back. So, but yeah, it'll be a new look for us with obviously what what what's he going to look for the next little period before we ramp up for another World Cup that, uh, that comes back around. So, another important few years for us in that format and um, off the back of being so good in that winning one, yeah, it's a great opportunity for that that, that next sort of team to. Um, with a couple of changes here and there and a, a couple of different formations that we'll, we'll, they, they'll start trialling. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Jake Fraser-McGurk and Will Sutherland. Great to see him get a, a crack after a fantastic domestic um, summer. But the rooster, Fraser-McGurk, he, he moved from South from Victoria to South Australia, but you've been away for like six months accruing all kinds of frequent flyer points. Have you even crossed paths? Have you even been in the same dressing room together? I presented him his, his cap for his first Shield game. And I, I didn't say anything at the time. Like he's, I think he's an absolute freak and he can do things that no one else can really do. And then in that game, I think he, he walked out and hit his first three balls, 4-6-4 four, four of Shield Cricket for South Australia, uh, maybe with a dot somewhere in between there. 
and um, and then he got a twenty eight ball hundred in in the in the in the list A stuff. So yeah, I wasn't much. I, I, I was a bit tongue in cheek about things, saying things he couldn't do that anyone else has done, and he can. He honestly can do them. So he's had an incredible few months, obviously since he's moved. I think it's opened him up. It's released him a little bit. The change of environment, change of people, a good understanding, and a good backing of his game. That one, he's going to sometimes make mistakes, but. He's an absolute freak. So, yeah, trying to ride that balance and having been someone in my career who's tried to ride those balances and not been as talented as what he has been, but I've, I've made mistakes when I was younger and, and then trying to learn from them. It's, it's nice to sort of see someone that's coming through um, that can take the game on, and, and especially in Red Bull cricket as well. But um, his, his T20 and Big Bash stuff has been, um, been crazy in the last couple of months. So, yeah, looking forward to him getting his chance at some point in the one-day series. And I know he'd be very, very excited to try to excite the crowd and put bums on seats, which is what he's been doing for the last couple of months. I mean, you can hit a flamboyant shot or two, but is he the type of batter you've seen in, in the short amount? And you would have seen him play for Victoria as well and, and in the Big Bash. He does stuff you as a cricketer look at and go, holy moly, like that that just blows my mind. Yeah, like I said, I haven't got the skills. So he's, I think Jake, Brewster and the, and the next crop of young kids coming through will be probably the byproduct of Davy and Maxi around what they can do and, I guess heroes that grow up and kids that watch like switch hitting it and flogging it miles is sort of those sort of guys. And um, Jake's definitely one of those. And yeah, seeing that that next crop coming through that can do extraordinary things, but then still do them for a long period of time. Like I think he's played, I he got a hundred earlier in the Sheffield Shield season as well. And it's great that you can see him doing all three formats and he'll learn and he'll, he'll understand the, the different tempos you can go. But just for now, like the, the raw talent and ability to go out on a big stage and do it at such a young age is crazy. So uh, plenty of upside, plenty of potential. He's still got a lot to learn, which I think he knows. And yeah, if, if we can if we can get him on track to, to anything like his potential, we've, uh, we're going to have a hell of a player. Well, and in the field as well, a new field in the deep, but I'm not sure that's going to happen in the future of playing for the test team. Travis, after your efforts, at, uh, you're making life hard to yourself if you want to feel in the deep. Um after that run out, mate, I've neglected to mention it about your test performance earlier, but uh, some serious skills there in close. Yeah, well, let's we'll, we'll wait until the team changes and then uh, those pads might get moved on pretty quickly. But um, <laughs> for now, I'm in there and I'm happy to do that little part. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just it's early days. It's a small sample size. So let's just, uh, <laughs> let's just keep going. If I can keep doing it, then that's great. But um, yeah, I'm pigeonholed at the minute, but we'll see. Yeah, quick way of getting out of there. Drop a few off the captain. Anyway, um, that's uh, that's for another day. Last one, mate. Before we let you go, of course, we're we're sitting here talking before um, Australian Cricket uh, Awards night and the AB Medal presented. Of course, a, a obvious one. You know me by now. I want to know these things. The person you're happy when you sit down and they're at your table, and the person you go, oh no, this is going to be a long night. <laughs> there's no one. There's no one that's going to be a long night. I think. Um... Boys are all get along pretty well, so there's no one in there that um, would be a long night. But the boys you want on your table, obviously, are close and fun. So the Hayeswoods, the Cummins, the Marshes. Although I think Mitch and Cummins are probably a, a red-hot crack at it tonight. So only thing being, if you're on one of those tables, you've got plenty of TV time. So, But I think I'll be all right with training tomorrow morning. I'll be more on the low-key side of things. So, yeah, I might, I'll, be, I'll be all right. But um, I think if you're looking for a, an enjoyable night, yeah, you want to hang out with the guys that maybe not so much of a sniff, and but if you end up with Cummins or Marsh and um, etc. or Uzi, you might be in for a long night because I'll be on TV a few times, I reckon. 
Well, enjoy that evening um, and people are listening to it after and you're at your optional training session, ultra professional, obviously gone beer, water, beer, water. That's your uh, template for the evening. But Trav, thanks so much for joining us again, mate. And uh, look forward to the, the one day series. Should be a bit of fun and um, can't wait to have a have a look at how the Windy's back up after the test match and how you guys go as well with these fresh faces. Yeah, no, looking forward to it. It'll be exciting. So um, yeah, look forward to enjoying tonight and everything that comes with it and um, cracking in and, and getting on and getting some runs. will be nice. Sweet, mate. That was Travis Head, thanks to QuickBooks Online. Travis Head, thanks to QuickBooks Online. Hit your business goals for six and save 29 hours of admin a month. Search QuickBooks Online today. Back with Hads now. India, England coming up uh, tomorrow as we sit here right now. So Friday start to the second test. England shocked India to win by 28 runs in Hyderabad. Now, it wasn't so much of a shock that India, England won the test match. It's how they won the test match and turning it around, 190 deficit. Hartley, the uh, the spinner, if I'm not mistaken, he was none for 50 off his first five overs and he's come back and won the test match for England. Now, with the ball, that, that with Jack Leach a bit under the weather, I mean, that's an extraordinary turnaround and, yeah, it shows the togetherness of that group. As much as we laugh about ball and yeah. wonder what it all is all about, that's a tight-knit group to get the most out of a guy who might not be feeling good about himself at the start. Well, I tell you what, that test match in Hyderabad, you'll go a long way to see a better test match. Mm. And to take it back to the start of the game, England were brave in their selection. They they picked one fast bowler, Wood. Wood. You had Hardy come in to make his test taboo. He Mm. wasn't picked there for the first innings. Mm. He was picked to what he can do in the second as he bowls quick into the wicket. They were 180 runs behind the game. 190. 190 runs mm. behind the game when they went out for the second league. Pope's innings was as good as you've ever seen. I, I was watching going between the, the West Indies test match and England. That that ball was turning off the good part of the wicket. It, it was going through the top. It was unbelievable turn. You're just thinking, how's he survived this? Yeah. Then the way he played the reverse sweeps, he, he manipulated the field with the way he played. He, he did something different to what we've seen over there. We talk a lot about, oh, you've got to play different in India, but – you sort of get it by the end of the series, but the way they played, the way they selected their team, Pope at times was reverse lapping the ball over the keeper's head. Mm. Um, and someone like Dadeja, yes, he bowls quick into the wicket. You, you've got can use the pace, but to brave enough to do that. So I know it, it was hard to say when we spoke about the Sixers <laughs> losing, but big breath he had. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. <laughs> well played, <in. laughs> Mate, that, that was an extraordinary result. Do you believe in baseball? Oh, well, what I do believe in is <laughs> the no. they're happy to try things. Yeah. They're, they're happy to do things differently to what the norm is. And, and we, you speak a lot about going to India, and it's a tough place to, mm. to play. It's so foreign to everything. But England were brave enough to stick to, to their style, and their style is to be a bit different to what everyone's doing. Did you realize, and I, I was impressed by Stokes, the captain in the Ashes series, about the, the, the way he was willing to try things and, yeah. you know, stick to certain matters. And then I know you, we have a laugh about it. Oh, Baz Ball's about scoring at six and a half and over. But when it suited Ben Stokes, he'd go 40 off 100 balls yeah. to suit himself. But he was anchoring the innings. I've been so impressed about the captaincy. Are you surprised how well he's taken to the captaincy? Because you see it with some players, it just overwhelms them. It hasn't with him. I'm not surprised that he's brought the team together. He was always one of those characters that players gravitate to. And there's a number of reasons for for that as well. He's He walks into the fire in big moments. We've seen it so many times in test match cricket. So he had the respect of the, of the group. He's a bit of a lad. 
he likes a contest. He he's he'll stand up in in front of Australia and he, he'll look you in the eye. So he's one of those players that players gravitate to. So what he says there at the moment is this the style we want to play. But the one thing he's doing, he's saying to his players, oh, "I'm backing you. I know you're going to yeah. make mistakes." And what they're doing, yes, you talk about basketball, but the the flip side of that, they're playing for Ben Stokes. Yeah, they're, they're playing for what he stands for. Which is key. Absolutely key. Especially away from home. And Michael Vaughan called it possibly England's greatest win away from home. Hard to think of a better one. And they get the added bonus, if you want to call it a bonus. And India have so much depth. So they might be able to cover. But K.O. Rahul and uh, Ravi Jadeja out of the second test starting Friday. And still no Virat Kohli as well. England, box seat. They win the series from here. Or too many twists and turns on those wickets. No. I, I think India will come back. Yeah, I, I think India are too good in their home conditions. Their their, um, their record stands up over that over time. Kale Rahul and Jadeja huge losses. I, I thought Kale Rahul was was the best batter in in the Test match for India. Uh, Jadeja in those conditions uh, is an absolute nightmare with bat, ball, and in the field. But you got Axel Patel that can can cover that. But Virat Kohli is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like he's still out of that Test match. He's going to miss the first two. So yeah, that's interesting. And also, they got Harry Brook. Is he missing the whole series or is he only missing the first two? So he might be available mm. for selection come the, the third and fourth. But th- this is going to be fascinating viewing now. Absolutely. Uh, overall, World Test Championship. So say Australia makes the final. Who would you want Australia to play in the final? India, England or someone else? Who, what would be the best scenario you could see? Oh, I think the most exciting scenario would be playing England in England, wouldn't it? Yeah. The Ashes series was a draw. Mm. Maybe that's the way we we decided there. So, and we and we know that they'll they'll take the game on. It'd be exciting to watch India, not in their home conditions or a, a different team. So. I would like to see England and Australia play the Test Championship. There you go. So that's another episode of uh, Willow Talk in the Bank for this week. We'll look ahead to next week. We've got plenty on the way, and I think the captain might join us. Before we go, though, has Rises and Fallers got any nominations? I've got a double dose. Double actually. dose. I, I don't know. A riser or a faller? It's or both. both. I'm, I'm going to let you um, decide this, yeah. and, the, and the listeners can. So night one after the Test match, we're, we're sitting in the hotel bar. Hmm. Um, in Brisbane. Yeah, in Brisbane yep. at the Western. Yep. And all of a sudden we heard this loud bang. Hmm. And we heard screeching tyres and another two bangs. It was a drive-by shooting 30 metres away. What? There was people running in the hotel. There, were, there was a young family uh, with a six-month-old that come running in the hotel, panicking Gus Wall and took him upstairs to, to his room. It was a bit surreal. People were jumping over couches, like crawling to <laughs> – so – one of our tech guys, I'm not going to name his name, he's walked outside for a smoke. <laughs> and I only knew about this the next day. And I said politely, what the F are you doing? He said, oh, it was all done. <laughs> I said, how do you know? <laughs> what, did you write the script or something? What happens with... So, yeah, it was. it's not something that you want to see in Australia. It was a horrible scene, actually. So that's the faller out of all of that. But the riser is the bravery of the, tech, the Triple M tech who just... That's not. No that's fit. stupid. He's the faller. <laughs> the, 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 the risers, well, Gus Wall and I, we, we just took off to yeah. a, back to our room. The, the rest of the guys stayed down there and continued their beers after things calmed down, which is I'm still trying to get my head around. Yeah. But I, I think the rise has to be Gus Wall. He calmed the situation yeah. down. He, he There was a... A young family, Good there, man, panic. That they'll just 
going for a walk with their six month old. So took them up, calmed them down. They got a lift home. So good work. Yeah, that was ex- um, yeah, that was extreme. You don't expect events like that in Australia. Well, I didn't think we were going to end Willow Talk like that, but here we are. We ended Willow Talk like that, and hopefully everyone's okay up there in Brisbane and Hads. You have a good weekend. We'll catch up next week, and we'll organise that Mad Monday. Yeah, can't wait. That was Willow Talk. See you guys.